Good morning and welcome to the first episode of the Warrior Wake Up Podcast, where we want to educate, motivate, enlighten, and empower you by sharing information to help you reach your full potential. Our special guest today is Logan Legrand, the Executive Director of Mark for Life Ministries. Good morning, Logan. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Just got some coffee in my system and now I'm here hanging out with you. Decaf, I hope. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So I'm ready to go. We, we got the Warriors <laughs> rising up this morning. Hey, man, that's right. Uh, I know, uh, tell it, go ahead and just tell everybody, why don't you tell everybody a little bit of kind of about your ministry and what you do? Oh, for sure. I'd love to do that. Uh, well, first, I want to say it really is an honor to be here with you this morning and, and just hang out and talk to your listeners. And I'm really excited to see another podcast that's helping people really reach their destiny and their potential. And I get asked that question all the time. You know, what does Mark for Life do? What do you do as a ministry? And throughout the years, it's a question that's changed. Because when we started, we were focused on um, just really speaking in churches and doing what is so-called evangelistic ministry. But that's really shifted, um, not only to speaking in churches, because that is such a needed ministry by traveling, but also just loving people to Jesus. And that is different every day. Some days that's us on the streets, uh, feeding the homeless or clothing the homeless. Some days that's us delivering uh, you know, supplies to storm victims. It really is different every day. And some days it's us just doing a podcast like this and just helping people walk in an authentic relationship with God. That's what I want to see because I know for so long in my life, I was chasing after other things except him. And so I want to be able to direct people to, to really have a true purpose and a true destiny in Christ like no other. You know, you, you got a pretty amazing story. Not a lot of people can say um, that, that they started a ministry or came to Christ as young as you were. Um, how did you get started in ministry and how old were you? Yeah, so I was pretty young when I started the ministry. So my whole life. I've been going to church. I got baptized um, on September the 9th, 2007. Now, I got saved. That's the important part, right? And then I got baptized shortly after on September the 9th, 2007. Now, remember that date because that date is very important. September the 9th, 2007. Okay. And so I started serving in church, um, you know, just hanging out. I was in children's ministry, but I've always wanted to do more. And so that was when I really started serving, um, like on the sound team. So I would run the soundboard and the PowerPoint uh, for the screen in Children's Church. And then a couple of years later in 2009, uh, I lost my father to a heart attack. And that was on September the 9th, 2009, 9-9-09. Wow. And for years, I didn't even know that he passed away on the same date that I was baptized, 9907-9909. And in the midst of that, this was after I was called to preach, I realized, Jeremiah 29-11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And for so long, I was just you know, serving God, loving him. But at that moment, I realized, okay, God knew what he was doing. He knew that I may lose my dad, but he was going to surround me with people that loved me. And he was going to call me to preach in his kingdom. So a couple years after my dad passed away, 2011, 
is when I was called to preach. So roughly 11, 12 years old, right around the same age that Jesus was when he was actually uh, preaching, if you look in the Bible. And when I was called, I was in a VBS at church. And I remember instantly just excited to share the gospel. So I was just riding my bicycle around the neighborhood and knocking on doors and telling all my friends about Jesus and seeing people come to him and really have a relationship with him. And some of them are still serving him today. And sometimes I just ask that that God puts that fire in me again, like when I was first called to preach and first saved, to serve him. So I try to walk in that every day. Well, I, <clears throat> me and you, I know we both know, just being in the ministry and everything, that, uh, you know, people see sometimes when your ministry is doing well or, you know, whether you're a pastor or whatever, um, you know, and they kind of see, uh, I guess you could say once you get on a platform, but sometimes what people don't see is, uh, you know, all the serving that you did beforehand to to get in that position that you were in. You know, uh, I mean, it all starts with serving, just like you said. Um, you know, you said, <clears throat> I think I met you when you was about 13 years old. You said you was called to preach when you was 11. I yeah. think we met when you was about 13, maybe, at a redemption event we have. Yeah, one of the redemption right? concerts. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And I, and uh, for those of y'all don't know, uh, Logan, at the time I met him, he had a radio show. Uh, was I Crave Radio, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I was on in the evenings, every evening. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, we were... Uh, we, I know we were big on wanting to let people, uh, you know, at Redemption, one of the things we like to do is give ministries opportunities that maybe not, you know, if they're young or whatever, maybe not have the opportunities maybe at uh, other churches or whatever, um, you know, because of their age or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you, uh, let's go back just for a second when we was talking about serving and everything, you was talking about some of the things your ministry does. Um, I know not too long ago, I, I believe you, if I'm not mistaken, your ministry uh, uh, took some supplies from uh, basically, I know y'all are located what, in Adger, Alabama. Yeah, uh, we're, we're located right. in Adger. Our offices, I live in Adger, but our offices are in Birmingham. So Okay. So y'all went from Birmingham, was it to Nashville for to do uh, like some tornado relief stuff, right? Exactly. So before I share, get share that experience before, a little bit with us. I, I do want to share the Tennessee, but let me tell you one thing before I jump into that, because I wanted to just okay. kind of share. I know you were yeah. talking about serving before you really walk in leadership. Yeah, I want to ahead. share what I did when I was called to preach. Um, I immediately got a position chosen. Um, yeah. You know, A lot of people have to climb the ladder, but I immediately got a position and it was a great position. I was the executive director of the toilet cleaner. <laughs> and the mopping and the vacuuming. <laughs> That's right. And That's so right. We were, I was in this huge church. It was First Baptist Church in Pleasant Grove. Um, and they probably have 500 to 1,000 members on their, on their roster. Um, and I was there every single day after school helping with whatever I could do. Some days that was vacuuming. Some days that was cleaning. And I just loved to do it. Um, and I always did that with a joy and and I still love to do it when I go to churches sometimes I'll grab a vacuum from a pastor um, and just start vacuuming myself because that's really what it's about it's not about a microphone or about a stage it's about serving him and so that's really that brings us right into Tennessee I was leading worship um, I think it was on a Tuesday morning the storm had come through the night before 
And I woke up with a heaviness on my heart because of what I had heard that was happening in Nashville and in Mount Juliet and in those areas. But I just still got on and did my worship because that's what was on my calendar. And I am full-time in ministry, and so I try my best to be as organized as I can. And I have most of my days planned out from the beginning to the end just to make sure I'm really, you know, just getting everything that I can done possible. But sometimes God just completely wrecks that schedule. And this was one of those things. So I had my worship planned and I got on and I led worship and we prayed for the people of Tennessee. I got off of there and God said, get ready. You're taking supplies to Tennessee. And so I got on the phone with with one of the people from my staff and I just started to really get everything together. I had to clean our ministry van up and just start getting things. And then God just started doing things like I've never seen before. Uh, People just started donating money to us. People started donating supplies. Uh, The news picked it up. It was all Jesus, man. And we wound up not only taking one van load, but three van loads of supplies. We're talking about diapers, water, food, um, feminine products, everything you can think of that you need in a tornado. People just started bringing the supplies in. And I know what this is like because I didn't mention that earlier but back in uh, April 27 2011 I was in uh, the tornado in Pleasant Grove it did not tear my house down but it was a block from my house Um, so it was terrifying man it was so scary a block from my house and I remember for weeks and weeks and weeks we didn't have power and our first hot meal was from my church and it was scary during that time I remember uh, my, my loved ones that we were on the phone with, they tell me that I said, am I going to die in the midst of that? And so I know what it's like to feel hopeless. And God said, go to Tennessee. So I got my stuff and we went. And, and it's like I said, God did so many amazing things. Another thing he did when we were there is we were able to get a free place to stay every night on this farm. These people had this wow. huge farm, uh, two stories and a kitchen and everything. And so God blessed us with that free of charge and we were able to stay there too it was just some amazing miracles for us to really help the people there uh in tennessee yeah you know that's amazing how everything worked out um i i I think back though logan talking about serving just just for the record i too had the position of executive director of toilet cleaning so uh, (laughs) I, i know where you're coming from on that and also carpet cleaner and and uh you know just whatever else needed to be done like you said yeah um but you know that's the thing is when we're in ministry um you know we're not you know we're, we're called to serve but it's like you said it, it's not just serving but it's serving with the right attitude with that positive attitude like you know oh oh you know not one of them like oh man i can't believe i gotta do this but like man i i'm blessed that i get to serve you know yeah. and i think about like you was talking about with the tornado victims I mean, if we was to put ourselves, and like you said, it came close to your house, but if we were to put ourselves in that same situation, you know, if if the tornado hit our house, I mean, I'm sure we would love for somebody to come and help us. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just kind of sad sometimes. uh, And I know your ministry gets out and everything, so I'm not talking about your ministry uh, as far as when I say this, but it's sad that that a a lot of churches and, and a lot of ministries you know, it's sad that it takes a tragic event or, or you know, or something like that um, 
for us to get out in the community and help people. You know, I mean, we should always be out in the community. I know your ministry does a great job of that, uh, but we should always be out in our community helping uh, anyone we can. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just sad that it seems like sometimes, uh, and of course, I'm not saying we shouldn't help tornado victims because we should. I'm just saying it shouldn't only be when there's tragic events that we help people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's really all about the heart. I think about Right now, we've got this COVID-19 thing going on. And if you were to look back a couple of weeks ago, a lot of churches were not focused about social. Um, and, you know, Mark for Life, we have a big focus on social media. Uh, and a lot of churches, For those y'all don't know about Logan, he is a social media guru. Go ahead. <laughs> I've learned through the years. But as I was saying, a lot of churches weren't focused on social. And that's okay. They That may not be their mission. But I remember pastors who would be like uh, you know everybody's trying to be on facebook live and this that and the other but now we look a month two months later maybe even a year later we've got everybody on social media and everybody's using this tool and i just think you know in our lives not only through social media but what about in your community what about Mm -hmm. in your workplace who are those people around you that you are not paying attention to and god is saying as loud as he can they need you you are the only person that can reach them. You are the only person that can love them. And he has called you for that purpose. The same way on social media. There's so many people who want a platform to preach on. And God has put billions of people right at their feet, right around them through Facebook and through Instagram. And all we have to do is give our yes. But you want me to tell you the problem with that? We, yeah. we A lot of people, and I've had an issue with this before, we want that microphone. We don't want to create no. opportunity for ourselves. We want to say, okay, will somebody invite me to come out? And that's not how it should be. We should just be saying yes to the Father. And if you're truly walking in your destiny, you're truly walking in your calling, it won't take an invitation from another church. It's going to be you saying yes to God, submitting yourself under someone, and just walking in Him. And He's going to open up those doors. And it may not be in the place you want it to be. It may be right where you are at work, at your job that you don't like. It may be praying for your boss to be healed, and then everything shifts in your workplace. Well, I know, uh, I, I think about, you know, we go back to ministry for a minute, and, and I, I agree with you. You know, there's some people, whether, whether it be, you know, a, uh, a minister through song or music or a preacher or, or whatever, pastor, whatever. I think about, you know, you should be willing you know, if, if just one gets saved. So if you get an opportunity to preach to one, you know, you should take that the same way you do if it, as if you were preaching in front of 10,000. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it shouldn't be any different as far as uh, your heart for, for what you're trying to accomplish because if one soul gets saved, then it's, then it's worth it all. And I know me and you have talked before about uh, sometimes in ministry, you know, it's supposed to be a brotherhood. And I know we are brothers in Christ and we try to encourage and, and help each other any way we can. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people in ministry, and it's sad that they look at some of this stuff as competition, and, and it just shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I agree with you there. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. That's been a struggle for me throughout the years because when I was younger, I had such a zeal to speak in churches. Um, I would reach out to 10 pastors a week. And I do not recommend this route for anybody that's wanting to speak in churches, but that's how I used to do it. Um <laughs> And I got all kinds of different answers. Some pastors still support me today. Uh, some pastors corrected me and told me that 
Um, you know, I would never be successful. And then I had some pastors that were just like, hey, maybe not right now. And what I've learned is that you're going to get, you know, a different side from every person. But the biggest issue that I saw is a lot of people felt like I was going to offend their flock or offend their people. And I just want to say this because, you know, you're a shepherd. You're a pastor, mm-hmm. and so you do shepherd your people, and you do pastor your people. But let me just clarify this. They're not your people. That's They're right. They're not my people. They're not the pastor down the street's people. They're God's people. That's and right. We really think with a mindset of the kingdom, like Jesus did, we won't be concerned about if they're up at First Methodist or if they're over at First Baptist or if they're at the non-denominational church up the corner. We're going to be focused on, okay, I'm, I'm glad that you go to church, but that does not mean that we can't come together for ministry. Imagine this. Imagine that if instead of all of us right now trying to do our separate things, what if we came together to really pray for the things yeah. we see around our country right now, like COVID-19? What That's if right. we weren't so focused on, okay, who has the best video out this Sunday? Who has the best production out? What if right. we were just real and authentic of who we are in our living room? If you have kids, have your kids around. You know, Be authentic and say, listen, this is who we are. We're not trying yeah. to change who we are. We're going to be who we can be. And we're going to come together as the church, not as competition, but as kingdom-minded people to see a change in our world. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Logan, I, I went to a, you know, I worked at a different boys ranch one time and, uh, you know, I took the guys to church or whatever. And I, I won't I won't say the name of the church, but the, the particular church I was at, I actually heard the pastor get up and say, I, I don't want you doing ministry with other churches because we don't want to, uh, you know, lose any people or get our people going the wrong way or whatever. You know, I kind of looked at as far as a pastor, I look at that as like, like you said, it's God's people. And I look at it like as far as somebody leaving, you know, of course, you don't want anybody to leave. Right. But if they leave, then maybe they just wasn't meant to be there. Maybe they were meant to be somewhere else. And God will send who is supposed to be there with you. He'll send those people that, that are supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, as long as you're following God and you're doing what you're supposed to do, you know, that that's the main thing. I mean, God will do the rest, you know, and I think sometimes we get so, uh, like like you said, I mean, sometimes, you know, whether it be pastors, whether it be a, an artist or whatever um, in ministry, you know, sometimes we, we, if we're not careful, we let the titles go to our head, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just a thought on that. Uh, I, I know as pastors, a lot of people don't realize this. If you're not a pastor and you don't serve as a ministry leader, then you may not get this. But here's the truth. We don't have that many friends. And that's, that's, not, that's, that's not said to get pity, but that's just the truth. Like, listen, the church is our friends. You know, we have our families and, and we have our, our our fellow pastors and evangelists and things like that. But we don't have like a whole bunch of people that we hang out with. We hang out with you when you're in our service. And so it's very easy as a leader to take it personal when people leave because you think, okay, did I do something wrong? And so then we kind of go into this thing of what did I do wrong to get these people to leave? And that's, it's something I've struggled with because I want to build relationships with people, but then sometimes people will leave because God relocates them. So I I just encourage those that, that aren't leaders to realize, okay, 
even if I do leave, I don't have to leave and pitch a fit and take all my toys and go home. I can right. leave in grace and I can go to another church, but I can still be connected with that pastor. Listen, you're not going to go to hell if you're connected with more than one pastor. I can guarantee that. No, that's right. <laughs> I don't think, you know, I don't have a problem. To me, <clears throat> if you're going to leave, it, as long as you're leaving because because God has released you to, to go somewhere else, you know, that should be why you are leaving. You shouldn't just leave just because you didn't like something or you got offended. Uh, I'll think about a pastor. I watched a video with some older uh, pastor. I think about a thing he had about a sermon he preached on about people getting offended. And it was called, and most people, most pastors are probably familiar with it, but it's called the bait of Satan. Because when, when people get offended over little things, um, you know, it's the bait of Satan that ends up causing division. If, you know, if, if a pastor gets up and preach or any minister gets up and preach and it comes straight from the word of God, then you should not be offended. <laughs> you know, and yeah, if you're, you if you're, if you're offended, then it's probably not, a, you're probably really not offended. It's probably conviction, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and I know that there's going to be people that do get offended. You know, one thing I've learned in ministry, I'm sure you have too, is you're not going to please everybody. You know, there's going to be some people that don't like things the way you do things or, or, or don't like what you do or how you carry yourself or whatever, you know, there's, you're not going to please everybody. You know, I mean, the goal is to love everyone and the goal is to reach as many souls as we can for the kingdom of God. And, and in the process, you know, love everybody we can, but at the end of the day, you're, you're just not going to please everyone. You know, somebody's going to complain about something. Uh, but as long as, like I go back to longest, you know, as long as we're following Jesus, as long as we're doing what God has called us to do, then, you know, then God will, God will line things up the way they're supposed to be, you know. Um, who, who or what would you say, Logan, has big has had the biggest impact on you coming to know Christ? Was there like a, uh, I mean, obviously we know Jesus changed your life, but but was there a, maybe a person that was very, like, influential on, on maybe – you know, you coming across. There's been a couple of people um, in my life that have really made a difference. One of those people would probably be my children's pastor. His name was was Brother Dan Williams, and that was the person that actually led me to Christ. He baptized me, and I actually had the opportunity to serve under him for a while too. Uh, later in ministry, um, and I actually served there at First Baptist for a couple of years on their staff as a ministry intern. And then my, the next person would probably be because, I mean, I, I like to have a, a mentor all throughout my life. Like right now, I probably have five consecutive people that are pouring into me on an ongoing basis. And yeah. the next person would be James Cato. Um, okay. He used to work with First Priority. He's a youth pastor. And he is one of the people that said, OK, I believe in this kid. I'm going to let him do stuff. And he was letting me lead a Bible club in my high school. And we saw it go from like three people to 80 to 120 uh, over the years. And wow. the first party at the school. And he was one of those that said, hey, you can be in charge of this. And he let me lead that. And we're still, um, you know, friends today. And we, he still believes in me. And the other person would probably be Blake Slights. You know him at the well. Yes. I'm real familiar with Blake. He, he is somebody that that really has made a difference in my life who has just taught me about the secret place. And mm -hmm. taught me how to really just walk with God. And I, I've been to a lot of churches. And this is kind of going to go back to the last point that you said. 
there's been a lot of pastors that have poured into me in a intense <clears throat> way. There's been a lot of pastors that have believed in me. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to say this, and this is something I've probably never shared, but for a long time I've had an issue chosen, and it's it's been with conflict in the church. And I think that's right. a lot of the reason that people leave. Some of them leave by making a scene, and some of them just disappear because they yeah. are afraid of conflict. There's been pastors that I've disagreed with, and the easiest mm-hmm. thing to do is to get my stuff and move on. And right. because of that, and because I have not really approached it like I should have, there's been times that I've probably left and, and not really reconciled the way that I should have. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. willing to admit that, and I see that in my life. But this right. is what I've discovered. If you truly are walking in the secret place with the Father, mm-hmm. then it will not matter what any pastor says because you know who you are in God. Your identity right. does not come from the pastor on the stage. And so when I came to that point, and I trust me, this is something I'm still working through. When I came to that point, I understood, okay, it doesn't matter where I go to church. It doesn't matter where I am on this Sunday. It doesn't matter what pastor I'm serving or what pastor is helping me right now. I'm going to serve God. That's right. I'm going to seek him in the secret place and he will give me wisdom. He will give me wisdom yeah. on where I need to be. And if I don't need to be in a place, I'll leave. And a lot of times in my life, I've been called a church hopper. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. A lot of people take yeah. that as a negative term. And that's right, okay. Right. And you may say I'm not loyal and I'm a church hopper. But I, I say, well, you know what? If you're an evangelist and you are a traveling minister, aren't you technically a professional church hopper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, well, I, I know even in my um you know, in my walk, you know, I served a youth pastor at the church I'm at now as pastor. I originally served there as youth pastor. And of course, you know, I served at another church as youth pastor. But, you know, I realized, of course, I didn't realize till I became pastor here that God was kind of prepping me. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there were certain things I learned as youth pastor at this church, kind of on the structure and order and maybe the business aspect of the church. And, I know people think that's crazy when you say the business aspect, but if you're a pastor, you understand what I'm saying. There is kind of a business side of it as far as like getting a 501c3 in place and a certificate of existence and, and just different like business aspects. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, when I did, uh, when I went as a youth pastor to the other place, it was amazing just how much they loved on people and how much outreach ministry they did. It was just amazing the way they did it. And of course, like you said, Pastor Blake, I was over there for a little bit. And just their worship was just unbelievable, you know, and uh, and just kind of tying all that in together. And then, the, you know, the Lord had put it on my heart to go back to school just to dig deep in the word. And of course, I never planned to be a pastor ever to start with, you know, yeah. and, it, and it just all worked out. You know, it went from starting a Bible study at the house to going to that. But uh, but anyway, I want to go back, man, for uh, uh, I want to go back for a minute when you was talking about the coronavirus situation. Um has because how has that really affected your ministry because it's like you know i said earlier you're a social media guru you know i feel like maybe it hasn't i mean it has i know it has affected your ministry but at the same time like with social media and everything i always felt like you was kind of ahead of the game so to speak in that area you know so kind of talk about how the coronavirus has you know how it has impacted your ministry you know whether it be positive or negative yeah that's a great question 
And I'll say this, we've been doing social media ministry for years. And my goal on social is not just to promote an event chosen, but to really connect with people authentically. Um, For so long, I know that I walked in a mindset of, okay, I'm the pastor. Maybe I don't, or I'm I'm the minister that's traveling and speaking. I'll let them connect with someone on my team. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm being probably more raw than I ever have with you today. I've been there yes, before, right. where I've said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm too busy. And God convicted me so fast with that. God humbled me so fast in the secret place. And he said, listen, the only way your ministry is going to grow is by, by authentically connecting with people. And yep. so that's why now if you're seeing uh, me on social on my page, I am responding to every comment that you put on my page. If you're on Mark yeah. the Life page, it's either me or Jacob responding to your comment. We have a text yeah. number. If you're texting me, that's me responding to your text messages. And I really am praying for you. And so yeah. that was a couple of months ago and really years ago that God started speaking to me about authentic connections through social. And so this really hasn't been a big shift for us. In fact, it's actually been a bigger opportunity. I think that, you know, Romans 8, 28 says that that God will uh, turn things for good for those who love him. And that's paraphrasing. But I think that even in this dark situation that Mm -hmm. people are sitting at home and they have so much extra time on their hands. So our team has got together and said, hey, people have extra time on their hands. What can we do as a resource? And so what we've done is we've just amped it up. You know, we've had more podcasts come out, more videos more social media but more ministry really we've we've launched a couple of new things like the texting and and like mm-hmm. the the videos really this is what i want to do i don't want to promote anybody but jesus and so I, right. I want to be able to to really be an inspiration for people through this season this is a dark season and we've got mm-hmm. people that are still going to work too and all yeah. people need is a little bit of hope If you have a conspiracy theory, that's fine. You put that on your page. But on my page, I'm going to be talking about Jesus. He's still king. He's still on his throne. He has not fell off his throne. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. And that's what we will continue to talk about. And I'll say this, and then then I'll move it back to you. A lot of churches, this has thrown them off. This has amazed them, and, and it's really confused them. And I just, I honor them for that. The pastors, I saw this as a post on Facebook, the pastors that are in their living room trying to, to get lighting with a lamp from your kitchen or your or your bathroom or whatever. Those <laughs> that's are, me, brother. Yeah. If that's you, this is what I want you to know. Those videos are the perfume on Jesus's feet. You continuing to encourage your people with what you have, he absolutely loves that. And so don't feel like you're not doing enough if you're starting low, okay? Don't feel like you're not doing enough. God sees that. And I'm I'm so excited to see so many Facebook people, so many Facebook churches really jumping on and using that platform. And then I will say this. That's my encouragement to you, but I'll say this. If this has been that much of a shift, then you need to reevaluate how you're using social media for your ministry. Because yeah. this is where people are today. If you want to reach this generation, it's going to take you figuring out how to connect with people. I don't mean posting that you're having a potluck next week. I mean really connecting with people on social media, pastoring people through social media. Is it uncomfortable? Yeah. Yes. Do you know how to do it? Probably not. A lot of people don't. 
but it takes learning. It takes asking. That's something I like about you. You're willing to ask. If you don't know, you're saying, hey, Logan, how do we do this? And we can get together and we can make a plan for you to help really pastor people through social media. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm a firm believer, you know, you know, don't act like you know something if you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know, ask, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I know you probably heard in school, there's no such thing as a dumb question. You yeah, know you're right. I mean? And even Proverbs says, was, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, Proverbs tells us, it says wisdom is the, asking for wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. That's right. And, you know, I was, I was just thinking, you was talking about the social media platform. Um, you know, we're doing a little Facebook Live. I'm, I'm one of them doing it from the house with a little lamp or whatever. But I was thinking how, you know, uh, we don't normally stream all of our services, which that's probably something we should start doing. Because I know there's a couple of brothers that I know we're watching all the way in Kenya, you know, Africa. Oh. And, you know, they're not at my church, but they're still able to watch the service or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, when I say my church, the church I pastor is God's church. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, they're still able to watch and everything. Um, and so, you know, it is, it is amazing how much social media, you know, can have an impact, which it can be positive or negative, but as far as talking to ministry, you know, social media can have a huge positive impact. And, uh, you know, I've always thought that you and your ministry have always did an outstanding job of, of kind of being uh, keeping social media updated, being current, and uh, just be just doing everything in a very professional manner, you know. And uh, and that's why I've asked you several times some questions about different social media things, is because you know I know when it comes to the the social media stuff, I know you know what you're doing, you know, because you can you can look on your uh, social media outlets and and see the product that you're putting out. That, that shows that you know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Um, speaking of that, man, are you, um, you, you know, your ministry, are you working on any new projects you got going on you want to tell us about? We're always doing something. Um, <laughs> and so it really just depends on the week. Right now, I would probably say something I'm super excited about is this Sunday, we're actually going to be doing a virtual tour. It's something that we're putting together. We're going to be doing this with multiple churches. But the first church we're going to be doing it with is the Church of God's Hope. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, uh, but they're in the Gadsden yeah, area. <laughs> pretty familiar with them. Uh, church of God's Hope is the church that I pastor, and we are honored to have Logan uh, this Sunday as, as us being the first church in his uh, virtual tour. We're really excited about that, man. Uh, I've, I've never um, seen the service like that, but I think I know it's going to be amazing. And uh, we're just really happy about it. Now, you have another thing. Uh, if somebody was wanting to maybe get some knowledge about a podcast, now you have a thing. What is, is it called Pod Eagle? Am I saying that right? Yeah. So I do have a company. This is separate from Mark for Life, but we have a, a company for podcasting. And this is for those of you who um, just really don't want to do anything except talk. Uh, if you don't want to figure it out and you're just like, hey, I'm too busy for that, then we basically do all the heavy work for you. And you can check that out at podeagle.com. But if you're kind of have questions about social or even about you know, getting started yourself, you let me know. And, and our office at Mark for Life would be more than happy to to encourage you and help you with that. Um, and y'all kind of help with like uh, not just podcasts, but also uh, 
your ministry kind of helps uh, with like videos and uh, maybe things like that also, right? Yeah, we can. It's, you know, we do so many things and some of that I do individually just to help um, with my income. But then sometimes I can just give advice too. And a lot of people just need that little bit of a push too to be able to learn themselves. So I can offer my advice at no charge or if, if people need help, I'm more than willing to to help come up with something that's very reasonable to help because it's all about the kingdom. Um, so, right. so we'll figure out a way so, to make it work for everybody. I, I know you said, uh, man, I know you're, you know, it's this Sunday, uh, the virtual tour uh, begins that you're doing. And I know you're starting uh, with our church. Um, do you want to, uh, do you want to maybe uh, some of the events you got coming up? You want to talk about that? Like maybe uh, some of the other churches you're doing the virtual tour with or, uh, any events you got coming up you want to talk about? Of course, yeah. So, you know, we, we're really the best way to connect with us is through our social media page. It's facebook.com slash I am Mark for Life. And you're going to see all kinds of stuff on there. We go live throughout the week. Um, we post all of the stuff that we're doing. And then we also have a website at I am Mark for Life.com. On the website, you're going to see our events that are coming up. Um, you'll see really all the ways to connect with us, all the things that we're doing. And maybe you're a church that's listening and you're like, hey, this virtual tour sounds awesome. I would love to, to make that happen for us. Basically, it's a produced video specifically for your church, a message just for your church. And your pastor is able to still speak on that. We put all that together for you. There's information about that on our website. You can just hit the invite tab and we will talk with you and set that up. And maybe you're just listening and say, hey. You know, I know I have a calling in my life. I know I have a purpose in my life, but I don't know how to step into that. I tell people this, listen, I want to talk with you. I want to help you walk in that purpose. Send us a text. You can text the word hello. That's H-E-L-L-O. And you text that to 205-588-1395. That's our cell phone number. You're instantly going to get a reply. And we actually see every text that you send. That also gives you like encouraging text throughout the week and things like that. Um, so we're here for you. We want to connect with you. Uh, I'm not a, a far along person who's got my door closed and I just sit in my office and you have to you know, schedule an appointment. I'm here for you. I want to help all of your listeners chosen. I want to help you because we're all in this yeah. together, right? That's right, amen. Hey, uh, uh, one more time again, man, if you don't mind, uh, tell everyone... Um, your, your, you know, where they can find you on social media. Just give them that again so they'll be able to find you on social media if they need to uh, get with you about uh, giving the social, all your social media outlets, you know, whether it be uh, Pod Eagle or Mark for Life. Just kind of give them all your social media outlets they can find you on. Of course. So, really, the best way to connect with me probably is looking up my page because you'll be able to see all of the other ones. And that's just Logan Legrand. I think it's actually facebook.com slash LBL but I'm not positive. That actually is a little bit of a secret because it's got my middle initial there. Um, but you can also find uh, the Mark for Life page. It's just facebook.com slash I am Mark for Life. The Pod Eagle page is facebook.com slash Pod Eagle. And Mark for Life is also on Instagram. Basically, all of our handles are at I am Mark for Life. So you can look those up and find us there. You'll see a little heart with a check mark. That's our logo. So you found us if you get there. All right, awesome. Um, you know, we're we're about to close it out here in just a minute, but uh, Logan, is there anything else, man, you would like to share with us before we close out the podcast? 
I, I would say I just bless your people. I bless God's people who have taken time to be here, and I bless you for inviting me to be here. I just pray um, that every person that's really listening to this today will say, okay, they're talking about a lot of subjects. Maybe I need to evaluate some things in my life. Am I really serving the church? Am I really serving my pastor and the people around me? Am I really serving God? Am I really taking those divine opportunities, those divine appointments to help people, to lead people to Christ? And then I would just say this to you, and I say this every time I do a video or podcast. You have greatness and potential on the inside of you. All you have to do is live it out. Amen. Man, I just want to, once again, we are honored to have uh, Minister Logan Legrand from Mark for Life Ministries. Uh, He's the executive director, and we're so honored and privileged to have him as our special guest today on the Warrior Wake Up podcast. Look, man, we really appreciate you, Logan, man. Thank you for being with us. Um, Everybody listening out there, man, the Warrior Wake Up podcast is Mondays at 10 a.m. We hope you tune in and listen with us, man. We love you. If we can help you anyway, just hit us up, uh, and and we we're out of here. God bless.